0: Hi guys, so we're still in off-season, recording like a madman in a good way, but I didn't want to leave too many weeks go by without putting out an episode, so this is one of the 864 episodes I did a couple of years back. Haven't released it on the 1% Better channel before, but here it is. It's with a lady called Cynthia Johnson. It's on personal branding, 15 or so minutes long. Hope you enjoy it. New episode's coming soon. Thanks for checking it out. Good luck.
1: Welcome to another edition of the 1% Better podcast with your host, Rob O'Donoghue.
0: Hey guys, welcome to another 1% Better mini short abbreviated version, which is known as the 864. Uh, around 15 minutes long or so. This one is with a lady called Cynthia Johnson. She's a marketing expert, public relations guru, and she has a lot of other accolades to her name. One most recent is a book called Platforms, all about personal branding. Uh, It wasn't released at the time of recording this last year, but it is now, and get a lot of good feedback from it, so go and check that out. I would say this one, there's learnings in the areas of hard work, rehearsing, not quitting, but instead maybe asking for time off. Some things that stood out for me in this 15-minute interview. I hope you enjoy it. And as I always say, please do, if you could, take a minute or two out to rate the podcast. If you haven't subscribed on whatever platform you listen on, do maybe tell somebody else about it. It all helps with the reach. And that's what I would hope to continue to expand because it just means other folks will learn something from it. And if there is any feedback, you might give that to me as well. 1% Better is the name of the show. 1% is typically the amount of people that do give the feedback. So let's try and book that trend. But for now, enjoy this week's 1% Better with Cynthia Johnson. Thanks so much and good luck.
1: This is the 864 Podcast from Rob of the Green, providing you with some insights, ideas, and actionable takeaways in just 864 seconds, or 1% of your day, with the explicit goal of making you get a little better, even if it's just
0: 1%. Here's your host, Rob O'Donohue. In this one, I'm delighted to introduce my guest, Cynthia Johnson from, you're on the, the West Coast in Santa Monica, Cynthia?
1: yes that's right so Cynthia
0: I think I probably could spend the next 864 seconds reading through your bio and all your accolades Um, but I I certainly won't do that I'll put it in the show notes but you're an American entrepreneur marketing professional SEO specialist lots of other great accolades and awards besides your your name I have a, a question which of all of these stand out the most for you which are you most proud of
1: I think that I'm most proud of the uh I, on, the entrepreneurship portion because that's what really allows you to learn and explore different uh industries and different verticals different opportunities i I've learned a lot and I've accomplished a lot of what I've done to serve a different purpose uh that came out of wanting to be an entrepreneur or or finding businesses that I wanted to be involved in and uh and it keeps things exciting,
0: yeah. No, Very very good. So talk to me about the entrepreneurship or world. Do you believe that's something you're you're born with or something you've learned over time or a mix?
1: I think it's an energy uh, that you you don't necessarily have to be born with it. I think you could just, you just need to be exposed to it. So many people live in the day-to-day world, you know, where they go to get up, they go to school, and the mom and dad or whatever they really goes to, to work, and uh, they're And then a lot of cases, too, that's not, you know, jobs are even hard to find or out of work and everyone's constantly looking for work and uh, being exposed to people that are looking for opportunity uh, or innovation or exploring, you know, how they can really work for themselves or do something themselves. That's just something that you have to be around and watch someone else do or or see, uh, you know, understand the. Happiness and the difficulties and all the things that come with it, because I think once you are, it's really hard to go back.
0: Mm. Do you recall the first time you felt like you were an entrepreneur? Was there what was the first kind of entrepreneurial venture, even from a very young age?
1: Well, from a very young age, I um, I got I did when I was in I think it was fourth grade. I was suspended for selling, uh, sugar and Kool-Aid to <laughs> the other students. Um, so sugar. Was, <laughs> apparently I was a fourth grade, uh, drug dealer. No, um, no, it was just, yeah, sugar because everybody wanted it. And then, uh, from there, I, you know, I did a couple of things I had my little sister sell rocks in front of our house in her diaper um just those <laughs> fun ideas that that came out of really being bored
0: <laughs> and do you yeah. starting that young does that kind of give you more of a I suppose a bulletproof vest as you get a bit older to to try things more and maybe have less fear around taking those steps
1: I Yes and no, because there are, you know, because when you get in trouble for those things, you start to think that, you know, maybe, maybe there's something wrong. (laughs) Maybe this isn't the right way to go and I should just get a job. But at the same time, I, there's a a lot of frustration that comes with being told what to do and when you're someone who likes to explore things that are not normal. Um, But so I think you could go either way. For me, there's, definitely more interest in doing those things because it upset everyone so much i was so curious as to why they cared if we were selling rocks if someone wanted to buy them what does it matter if we're selling it and i and so i think it depends on the person you know uh and and how they react to it but for me i was definitely made it easier to do later on
0: Mm, very interesting so as you kind of moved along your journey then do you recall um like a a mistake that you made uh, early on in your maybe more advanced um, entrepreneurial days that you took the most learning from?
1: Uh, yeah, absolutely. I think okay. I would say that the biggest mistake uh, that I made was probably to underestimate a uh, situation. So uh, it I was very lucky to very early on get my ego out of the way because I, you know, when things start moving for you, you're like, oh, wow, look at, I'm so amazing. And then you have these moments where you're like, oh, I am not that amazing. I'm glad this happened now and not later. Um, uh, Where I showed up actually to a conference, I, I had no idea what it was. And I showed up late because I was working with this nonprofit. And I remember I looked at this guy who was a sponsor of this roundtable I was hosting, and he, I, I, said, well, we, you know, to do whatever. I just don't want to go over their heads. And he looked at me and he said, uh, you won't go over their heads. And I, the next day, I walked into a room surrounded by, you know, Fortune 1,000 CMOs, <laughs> and I was the, you know, I won't say the dumbest, I'll say the, the least informed person in that room. Um, and that was um, something I learned a lot from and when you realize you know you can know a lot or be very important at one thing but it's you know you can surround yourself with people that are are more informed or different than you and you'll always be learning and you should never underestimate uh, who those people are or the people in the room mm.
0: did that teach you to be better prepared for oh, yeah. future events <laughs> Oh, yeah. prepare to fail sort of thing going on there
1: <laughs> oh yeah because also you have to prepare not only for discussion topics but also just your comfort level you know i mean if you've never been in a room like that before you've now become the center of attention and then you're just realizing who these people are it kind of is a it's a shocking it's a shock to shock the system and it's really it really is important for uh to prepare mentally just as much as you know, academically or with your material or anything else, like you really need to know who's in front of you because it's it it's throwing a wrench in there when you realize it's everyone that you never expected.
0: <laughs> mm. and, and like public speaking, to say is probably one of the third most scariest things you can do in life, and certainly for me in, in earlier years it was and still is probably. I think it's you have to kind of do on a regular basis to to overcome. Was that something you ever had a fear of?
1: No. So for me, uh, there's levels. So it's not necessarily fear. It's really about who the audience is. So I actually perform much better in front of 2000 people than two people. Um, and that's just because I can see the faces, the reactions, uh, if it's, you know, presenting an idea on, uh, let's say marketing, for instance, I do a lot of marketing conferences and I present, uh, presentation where there's two other people that do exactly what I do, are presenting on the same topic and a room full of people that do exactly what you do and have an opinion about it. Those moments are far more nerve wracking than the larger audience for me. Uh, and that's because I know who the people
0: are. <laughs> mm, and, and would you also agree that when you know the material intimately and you're passionate about it, it's a lot easier to talk about it than if you're given some Piece of content that you have to oh. come up to speed with really quickly.
1: Absolutely, uh, and it's much easier to learn and and become passionate or up to speed on a topic when you feel like you're presenting something new to an audience that doesn't understand what you're talking about. For me, though, when presenting to other people that do what I do, there's just like, it's it's a mu- it, I mean, I do it because that's how you get better at these things, but it's definitely a hurdle uh, every step of the way. I'm thinking. Is that right? And then I stop and I distract myself and I do more research and I'm you know, mm. making sure it's up to speed. Uh but yeah, absolutely you have to uh they say it was it rehearsal uh in French is repetition. <laughs> so <laughs> you have to repeat over and over and over again. You have to know it so well that you can be interrupted or walk into a room that you didn't expect a certain audience and still be able to deliver.
0: Mm. Interesting stuff. You're obviously extremely busy and productive. I would imagine. Um, how do you prioritize work, and do you have any kind of approach to to know what to do? What's more important? How does that work for you? I
1: try to say focus on uh, short term goals. So, what do I have ahead of me right now? Because I, I'm, and also understanding yourself and how you're motivated. With when I look at long term goals, I like to think of them as like. They're idealistic. I think you could actually reach your long-term goal much faster if you looked at it in much as a more of a short-term goal. Uh, you know, us finances aside, but just in general, you know, career-wise, there's things you would do much faster if you were thinking about it more strategically. So I look at, all right, what do I, what, what are the most important things I need to achieve now? And then I prioritize items based on what I would, what the next stepping stone is for my goals. And then I uh, also, you know just making sure that you're doing things for other people because it was only just a few short years ago where I was looking for answers all over, and not that I, I'm not now, but I was definitely looking for them a lot more with very few, very little feedback or even responses to my emails. So I try to, you know, make sure to balance my time with um, being useful because I know that the people I meet today are going to be completely different. People be in a completely different situation or different person in the next couple of years so um a balance of giving and then uh goals if it's not if whatever the the other side of it is it's not focused on the on really clear obtainable goals uh then I, I try to push it back
0: you said you just picked up on a point that you said a couple of years ago you know you were probably chasing people like like i might be chasing you to get a 15 minutes and things like that what was the turning point where did when did things change for you
1: i spoke at a conference and i was very clear in my mind i spoke at a conference so in this actually this conference i had spoken at i had attended before and uh, the year before and someone actually looked at my name tag and my title and was like oh i don't need to talk to you <laughs> and um then I applied to speak the next year, and when I did, someone mentioned uh, on this panel, they just said, well, you know, you're just a girl. You can stand up there and look pretty, but we actually have to have good content. Wow. <laughs> like, oh, it's nice of you. <laughs> so I reached out to uh, some, some interns and community managers at SlideShare, and I said that I was giving this presentation and – You know, I asked if they would be willing to feature my slides once they were live after the conference, Mm. and so they they agreed, and the my slides became the most downloaded slides from the event, and so I got all this press about how my slides were so the most downloaded, Um, and I was featured in articles with people that were snubbing me years earlier, not snubbing in the sense of like we don't talk to you, but Hmm. they weren't going to answer my email <laughs> and, um, but which is probably why I try to get to as many emails as I possibly can. And especially people who are trying to do something or accomplish something. And it's very clear what their goals are. Uh, but yeah, that was the turning point. And it didn't come out of, you know, I like to think that the content was amazing, but, uh, I will also say that it's really just me. I knew I wanted more eyes on that piece of content and, you Get creative when you're thinking very specifically about what you need and why you need it, and, uh, and that's where it kind of took off.
0: Mm, that's that's very interesting. A, a good little story, and, and I suppose people that can listen to and, and take some inspiration from. So, I did say we have only 14 and a half minutes or so, so we've only about one left. And I, I want to uh, open up the, the lucky dip for, for a minute or two, a couple of quick ones. So, you have a number between one and a hundred, Cynthia.
1: Okay, 14.
0: Number 14. so do you have a favorite phrase cliche or, or saying that you use and believe in?
1: yeah I, I, I mean there there are quite a few, but I do I do like to um, I just remind people that it's what I tell clients all the time that you know you underestimate how people react to hearing about you. But other people don't. And it's important to sit back and be objective and not so self-deprecating or you know, uh, shy or whatever and actually go out and try to get an idea of what people think of you because it's the only way you're going to get to the next level is through someone else.
0: Have you heard of the, 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 ter- the term curse of knowledge? No, that's wonderful. <laughs> yeah, so it's, it's kind of like, it reminds me of that in a way that when you know something you all automatically assume everybody else might know it and it's not that important to you anymore sort of thing. So it kind of links to that a little bit.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I know we're running out of time, but everyone should also look up Poe's Law, S Law on the internet. Okay. I think that's an interesting one too.
0: Very good. I'll squeeze one more in if that's okay. Sure. One in 100 without number 14.
1: Okay. 83.
0: What is the most important piece of advice you've been given does anything jump up
1: i yeah it's uh my the important piece of advice i ever got was actually from my mom and she said don't quit ask for the time off and uh <laughs> i asked for six to nine months off of my job with no explanation and they gave it to me and uh so now I've, i'm very fearless in asking people for basically anything <laughs> wow. If the worst thing that could happen is they could say no and
0: I'm right back where I started. Oh, that's a that's definitely a good one uh, to end it on. Um, Cynthia, thanks so much for your time. If you want to just give a quick call, call out, I, I know on your bio on Twitter it says you have five minutes. You give me mm-hmm. fifteen, so I really appreciate that. Um, I will include links. But do you want to give a call out to how folks can get in touch with you or, or your your company?
1: Absolutely. So you uh, everyone can find me on my website and social media at Cynthia Live. It's C Y N T H I A L I V E or you can email me Cynthia at Cynthia Live.com or Cynthia at Bell dot com. And uh our agency is Bell and Ivy and Bell dot com.
0: Brilliant. Um I think the the time flew by. I'd love to talk to you longer, but I'm, I'm strict on my own rules here as well. So uh, I will let you get back to your, I guess, your lunch. Uh, and <laughs> I hope you have a, a lovely rest of day in uh, Santa Monica. It was great talking to you with you. Thanks so Me much.
1: You too. Thanks so much. All right.
0: So this is the outro of the podcast guys, you got to the end and that is great. Please hang in here for another couple of minutes, I know most people won't, but maybe there's something here of interest, so check this out. First off, thanks so much for listening to this one, as well as maybe the 100 or so that's gone before it, why not check them out if you haven't already, there's lots of good stuff in there. The whole podcasting journey for me has been a huge learning and I'm trying to help you guys learn and improve as well. So much has changed over the last few years since I started it. I've really realized lots of the goals that I put out there and then realized so many unexpected benefits as well. And I think anytime you take on action towards a goal, you're going to pick up lots of things that you didn't expect along the way. And hopefully they're good things. In this particular episode, was there any one or two things that jumped out? Maybe you could take a pen and paper out right now because this is something that you might think of during the episode but never do. Do it now. Take it out. Write down a goal that you're going to set yourself as a result of something you learned from this episode. Put a plan in place and then work towards it. Applying yourself deliberately over time. Take ownership. Build a habit. Improve. Get 1% better. Share accountability with somebody you know in a buddy system and learn and grow and improve. That's what it's all about. That's my hopefully inspirational piece done other areas to note check out the website robofthegreen.ie you can consume everything there for free there is obviously the podcast there's video one minute monday clips there's articles Uh, not enough but i'd like to put more there if you're interested in putting one there let me know and there's a get better app page which i'm starting to add new content over time there's a feedback page if you want to email me rob at rob of the green.ie instead but it's all about trying to engage you and get you to a place of improvement so i'm open to feedback as i said ways you can help me is by following me on the socials at rob of the green.ie is the website or at rob of the green and all the social platforms subscribe to the podcast on any of the apps that you might listen to it on talk about it Tell a friend about it. Tell your family members about it. Share some of the ideas, not only to your friends, but to me. Is there anything I can improve upon? Sign up to the newsletter. That's there as well. I'm experimenting again with a group called Slack, Rob of the Green on Slack. This is really for a shared accountability environment and sharing ideas. You can sign up to that on the website as well. All of this is obviously all free, but there is also an option where you could subscribe to my Patreon site and make a small donation for the content that we do. It's there. It's totally up to you. Everything that is coming in through that or could come in through that will go into making the podcast better. So to close, I am always trying to improve and get better change is difficult i know that but it's all about taking the first step learning something applying yourself moving forward you can do this i've been able to improve pushing myself outside the comfort zone learning and i think if i can do it so can you don't overreach don't set yourself unrealistic goals one percent at a time is enough but it's all about starting and that will bring you on your pursuit of betterness to a great place thanks for sticking to the very end talk to you next time and take care good luck